0: What up, what up, what up San Antonio? Austin, Waco, Temple, Killeen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Your number to participate is 1-800-707-9760. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. Again, your number is 1-800-707-9760. This first segment of the day is going to be presented by Zing Zang. Two words are key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They're great for this time of year tailgating. You know, a lot of you are going to be tailgating these years in college football. Grab you some Zing Zang. Uh, You know, they're easy to go ahead and commute and and carry on, fit right good in the ice chest, or you can just stick to the regular mix and add your own favorite alcohol, and you can pick that up at your nearby specs. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports crime. 1-800-707-976. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Uh, Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, uh, if you didn't have an opportunity to call or, uh, you know, you couldn't get through for whatever reason, you could parlay that over to today. Uh, We just ask you to be patient during the uh, long breaks and segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Sports Grind. And if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, I'll respond to them in real time if I can. If not, I will get to them later. But you can go to the Facebook business page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can just go to my personal page, and you can stream the show and leave comments uh, there as well. And if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the daily podcast. Um, daily, one eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. What's up, Mr.
1: Clark? Ready, rock and roll.
0: All right, man. So it is. Yeah, not Thursday yet. It's Wednesday.
1: On the tomorrow? yeah, tomorrow's already the season. Oh, man, it's just a while. My fantasy get, rosters and everything. Yeah,
0: it's it's taking a while to get here, but it's finally here. A little bit over 24 hours away, we'll get the 2022 NFL season kicked off. So definitely, we're going to talk about that uh, today. And also, we've got to. Um, We'll wrap up the division picks um, today with the ones that we've got left. We'll definitely get with that. And there's some other also off the field NFL news as well. Also, the other sports world is moving. Um, the Becky Hammond-led Vegas Aces have punched their ticket into the WNBA Finals. Uh, we are headed to a game five between the defending champs Chicago Sky and the Connecticut Suns Uh, that's been a competitive series that's going to be probably a hell of a game five um, I've paid attention to Connecticut on the on the road a lot this year, so that's going to be an interesting one. But props to Becky and the Aces. I mean, I've told y'all pretty much all season and early that you know looking them. I'm never really don't pay that much attention to WNBA, but I was interested this year with Becky finally getting a head coaching gig, and the Aces. I mean, they've got the best talent in the roster left out of the. Uh, I thought that going into the playoffs, and now I mean, Gray, she's just. I mean, you know. She's, she's, got, she's got some special game on her. Uh, you know, uh, she's been having a hell of a playoff run, probably one of the best female playoff runs in WNBA history, but that's what the experts are telling me. I'm not an expert in WNBA, but that's what they tell me. But they're moving on, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens um, tomorrow in that game five. What you got?
1: So Becky with a little bit of history, according Mm. to ESPN stats, first person in league history to reach the WNBA finals as a player and as a coach, Hmm. and also she's looking to become the first head coach to win a WNBA title in their season debut since the first WNBA championship in
0: 97. Nice fun fact. Nice fun fact. We'll see if she can win the whole thing Um, in her first year. She's already got a summer league title to her name. Um, you know, down here in the two one oh. Also, what else we got? Uh we've got um tennis. The US Open continues to move on. Um, you know, for the American side last night, uh on the female side, golf went down. She went down in straight sets. The lady she played, that that men or women, she's the only one left in the US open that hasn't dropped a set yet. She hasn't dropped a set. So she's hot she's hotter than Fish Grease, but golf um you know she had a hell of a run i think you know since serena's out venus is going to be out here too soon i think she is the for american she's definitely one of the next faces uh coming up but she went down um in the men's side uh caragos i talked about him the other day um and look it only took less than 48 hours for him to prove me right that just lets you know i don't bang anybody uh pause for no reason on these airwaves okay now This guy, I've told you, man, and he just really peed on himself last night and had a meltdown, and this is the thing. He blew a golden opportunity because if you're in his camp and you're his coach and you're his conditioning coach, which he's gotten better shape than he's had for the last few years. He was in good shape this year, Uh, you know, made it to the Wimbledon finals. But let me tell you something. If you're in his camp, you'd have to look at him And say, if you didn't win, you know, with the performance you had in the summer coming off Wimbledon and you come into the U.S. Open, even though you weren't you, you know, you're ranked like 23rd or something. If you came into a grand slam coming off the momentum you had in Wimbledon and there's no Nadal, there's no uh, Joker and Joker, he didn't even show up because he wanted to get vaccinated. Federer's been down for the last few years. So if you take out the major three players in men's tennis that's not involved in this tournament, one that just lost the previous round, if you're in your camp, you'd have to look at him and say, "You know what if he didn't is he ever going to win one?" I think he blew a golden opportunity, and you know he came out in this match he he you know a lot of his he's not engaged all the time like he didn't take it serious like he you know back between the legs shot and all that, and then of course it's classic when he starts when the wheels start falling off and you know his opponent has kind of answered everything that he's you know thrown at him, then that's when he starts you know bitching at somebody in the crowd getting in you know into it with people in his box and then getting in it to with the uh you know the lines judge the umpire judge the chair judge I should say and then it's classic it's about two to three the last night was the under on rackets broken he's a clown man he's talented as hell his length his strength to serve but to me it's like he's made it already like it's just the fact that he made it on the ATP tour. It's like the rest is gravy. That's the impression that he gives off to me. He blew a golden opportunity. If I'm his camp or his coach, I'm thinking like, damn, I, you might not win one. I mean, what other a better time that you don't have to face any of those three guys that I named and you went out and peed on yourself? So that's the U.S. Open, but he's a jackass, though. And until he fixes himself between the ears, he's not going to win one. He's just
1: not. What you got? Just speaking of uh, Americans in the U.S. Open, to uh, Tiafo. Uh, who upset Nadal the yeah, other day, is uh, currently up in the yeah, quarterfinals. he's final. in
0: action as we speak, uh, trying to punch his ticket uh, going into the uh, semis there. So you have the U.S. Open continue to roll on as well, too. Um, also, you know, MLB, there's going to be some interesting, um, you know, pennant races down the stretch. And I don't know what's in the water because I know they're in the day action, too, what's going on in New York. I mean, I've talked a lot about the Yankee slump. Now, the Mets have cooled off and dropped three in a row. Now, I don't know if it's panic mode, you know, quite yet. I know Matt Serger's got to go to the DL. They're telling me this is going to be a short stint. i told you I thought the Mets has been the most consistent team all year. Uh, but they've hit a little skid at three in a row. Now, they've got the Pirates in day action. Last time I checked, they were up. Um, but that's just a note to watch that out. I mean, the Braves are just the Braves have gotten hot at the right time. I mean, I didn't, you know, again in a season when you lose Freddie Freeman and the controversy about his agent didn't let him know the deal and this and that, and he fires his agent and people wonder if he's his heart still in Atlanta. You know, they go through some injuries as well, but also they you feel like, huh, you know, they don't know if they have it to to you know. If you look at the Dodgers, you look at who they've got, but you know what? All of a sudden, in the last three weeks. They've gotten hot too, and that's the defending champs. Um, so it's going to be some exciting pennant races, uh, coming down the stretch. And then, of course, of course, you've got the individual watches with Aaron Judge, uh, trying to chase down Maris, and then you have Albert Pujols that's trying to get to 700. What do you got?
1: Scoreboard update on that one the Mets did stop the, the losing, uh, five to one over the Pirates today. Yeah, okay. you don't give
0: no spoiler alert. You know, this is daytime, people could be tivoing the game and everything and the tennis match you just coming if, in if this and was like hey. if this was
1: a Houston game or something maybe maybe at that point spoiler okay. alert okay. if you're recording the Mets um, that's on you just checking
0: um, also so there there you got it. the baseball's going to be some interesting pennant traces down uh, college football uh, you know I don't I really don't and on this show for years we've never really gotten an AP's the AP rank Really don't. I mean, since the playoffs started, it has been kind of waiting until what the committee says because the AP doesn't really mean too much for the most part. Now, granted, I've lightened up like that in the last year or so or two because the committee has seems like they change their criteria every year, what they look for, or how they determine you know who's out and who's in. Uh, But the AP um, is out. I mean, there's some changes. I think you know. I, you know, I thought it was a it was a it was a good win, but I think Florida. I would pump the brakes on Florida. I don't know about moving them all the way up to twelve. I, you know, um, but you know again, that's that's Gainesville, that's Gator Country. Uh, Georgia replaced, um, you know, Ohio State at number two. Um, how far did they? How far did they bring Ohio State down after that? That's right. How far did
1: they drop them? They down? only fell to three. Oh, okay. So your you're top three now, or your top four? Uh, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan jumps four spots to round out the top four.
0: Yeah, that that's the reason why the AP is just what it is. I mean, we'll 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 keep an eye on it. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it and says how think how it goes. Um, also, uh, what else we got? UFC. Let me talk to my UFC crowd, people out there. I know I don't cover this on the show. We don't talk much UFC unless it's a big, a big fight. But I know we have a UFC crowd out there, and the people that's paid attention to this show over the last few years, uh, you know that I'm the guy that I ride with is Diaz. You know, um, just don't give a damn. You know, he's got a brother in the UFC as well too. Um, I'm familiar with a little bit of his backstory from the ideas, but what I had a question for, for my UFC people out there, uh, cause when I saw the headlines last night, I was like, what do you mean? Like he doesn't want to fight. And I'm not even thinking, like saying, I said, I'll put up with, I didn't even know the fight is scheduled for this weekend, you know, but he's talking about, and then he says, thank you, you know, UFC, you're welcome. Then I start reading a little bit and I start thinking, okay, you know, I've never heard a fighter, but he said, Hey man, you, you know, y'all, I don't want to fight this guy. Like, you know, he claims that, you know, they're not letting him out of his UFC contract. And he's claiming y'all are using me and my name to build this guy up. So if he wins, it's like, okay, this gets his career going. He goes, So pretty much I'm doing y'all fair because I've told you I don't want to fight this guy and I'm not fighting. So I the question I've got to UFC UFC guy is 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 my man D is is there some credit to what he's is saying or is this because I try to be fair with everything. Um, Even the people that I've got root and interest in, even though people don't believe that, people think I'm always biased, but that's not true. But, you know, or is this him just pretty much, you know, pulling a Sarkeesian? Like when like, hey, man, this ain't going to define our season. I'm just trying to play that game in December. Like knowing like, hey, man, if they do cover this damn spread, like I told you, we keep it moving. Is he trying to set up in case this guy that he knows he can't beat this guy? This guy is, I'm assuming this guy's younger than him, but we can kick his ass. I mean, is this, a leg- but is we know the reputation of Dana White. I've never been a big fan of his. I only have respect for him because he took a sport that was brutal and that was bloody and that most people couldn't watch. And he got corporate America to start buying into it. That's when I thought, like, okay, man, I see you working. I got to get props on that. Then you got the major network deals when he did. So, But I know Dana, I, he's not been a big fan for the public eye, so that's the reason why I want to ask this question. Uh,
1: so so on this note, I mean, he's facing Kamzat Chemaev. Okay, you'd uh, have to educate me about him. Th- this Saturday, uh, UFC 279. Um, and, 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 look, everybody knows this is the end of Nate Diaz. He's just wanted to go out on his terms. Over the last calendar year, he's been trying to name, you know, Dustin Poirier or Vicente Luque uh, as, as somebody that he wants to face top quality opponent to go out on top. Uh, he, not, to, not to say he's going to beat Poirier. He hasn't won since 2019, Nate Diaz. Okay, so he's on a skid himself he just kind of wanted to go out on his own terms, um, you know, flirted around with boxing Jake Paul or trying to fight Jake Paul uh, over the course of the summer, and, and Dana White had his response to that. And this is really, I, I can see the storyline that Dana White's trying to set here. Is like, okay, I mean, this is the this is a, a changing of the guard, but it is one of those things where um, you know Nate Diaz said uh, to the media that this this is all on Shmaiev, as you're saying. Because yeah, it could be one thing. Okay, you're the guy that beat me. You you take over my spot in the UFC, whatever. And it's not like Diaz has ever been a championship fighter uh, to that level, anyway. Excuse me. I he mean, he hasn't fought. He, he hasn't been a champion. He uh, hasn't beat he, Conor
0: McGregor. I mean, Diaz doesn't have some big victories on his. He belt? has some.
1: He, I'm not saying he doesn't have some big victories, but I'm just saying he hasn't been a championship fighter. Okay, um, inconsistent throughout his career, but he's at the end of the road. But like he says here too, he says all the pressure really is on Shamiyev. I'll I'll fight. I don't want this fight. I haven't wanted this fight. I don't want this fight. I still don't want this fight, but I'll fight because that's my job. But what he's saying is is you know this is all on Shemayev because you're supposed to be the next me. You're supposed to be the next killer in this division. You're supposed to be the next guy coming up. Okay, well, so the you- last thing you want to do to do Dana White is build this as here's my replacement. We're going to go ahead and send send Nate Diaz out on a stretcher against Shamiyev. And then the last thing you want me want is for me to win because your next guy tapped couldn't get it done.
0: Okay. The way you break that down, um, as we get ready to come up here and break shortly, the way you, uh, broke that down, then I would say that, okay, maybe Diaz is playing reverse psychology, you know, Jedi mind tricks. Uh, cause I've never seen, I haven't seen all of Diaz fights. I only see his big ones. And I mean, damn, there were no belts on the line when he, I mean, him and Gregor's fought what twice already. Or two or three times, Connors had to build himself back up. But when he fought them, there was no belts on the line at that time. When the first, I'm mean, talking about years back.
1: Uh, that one, I'd have to. You'd have to. I'm not me even on a
0: UFC one. guy, and I have a problem with you saying that he's not really a championship fighter. Diaz is one of the top names in this sport too. The but he's an outcast because he doesn't have the corporate deals. He's not asked to be in movies. The way he doesn't he kiss anybody's himself, an ass. Yeah. That's why I ride with him. You know, fishermen recognize a fisherman for far. There's reasons why I cut for certain guys that let you in the circle, even if I don't know you when it comes out to that, you know. So to me, it's just one of those situations to where I've always had respect for Diaz, even though I'm not a UFC guy, but I've seen that guy almost willing to die in the ring, Uh, you know, when it comes to that. So 1-800-707-9760 also what else do we have going on so pretty much uh that's the question i have so you can react to that on twitter um, in regards to if you're out if you want to, or you can go streaming live there to my personal page and leave your comments if your UFC guys can help me out on that. But no, nah, well, it's interesting. But now that you broke it down like that, it seems like he's trying to do a little bit of reverse psychology. He's not wrong. Okay. Alright, when we get back we'll dive into it. It's some NFL news and notes that I want to talk about. We want to get to these uh, last three divisions that we've got to pick and uh, we'll get to some other things. too. So got some NBA news too I want to touch on as well. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis, broadcasting here from the hazel skyline studios we'll be back Sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, presented by Doseckis, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 1 800 707 9760. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett there, spinning the one and twos. Um, all right, so let's see. Facebook Live, Matthew Raynor's checking in with us. Come on with the cap. I mean, you know, come on, Matthew. I'm pretty sure you've listened to the show before. Y'all know how I roll. I mean, I told y'all before. The last, I mean, it was um, it was in January on a cool night, back in the day. Colt was the starting quarterback, and I told y'all it was about on oh, the six o'clock in the evening that time, I think. And I said, look, if y'all let him get this one this year, watch out. And that was he was ahead of schedule when he got the first one. And I said, there he, he, he's off. So it ain't nothing new. I mean, I, I know what it is this week. You know, I'm hoping to see a good football game. Because, you know, that's another thing that I don't want to get into. it. But Alabama, sometimes they don't get tested enough. And then when they get to the SEC championship or they play it, it's like, man. We... So I'm hoping that Texas can um, can put up a fight. I mean, it's in their backyard. I mean, this is Texas, right? You know, I shouldn't look in there and it'd be the second quarter or come the third quarter and start a third quarter and there's, there's freshmen in the game or sophomore. We got third-string backup quarterbacks calling new plays that they practice on in the spring. Better not, but we'll continue to get to that. I think all we get – we're off in Austin today, right? Isn't a baseball game on? Are we getting pretty We actually empty? are off in Austin today. Yeah, I forgot yeah. to announce that yesterday because we've got baseball enough to Round That one came,
1: came down the wire a little bit late.
0: Okay. All right, but anyway – um all right, so we got these divisions of football to get to, um, and the two one zero today. I mean, I guess it would be a big day, or whatever. Local news buzz. This guy, Bad Bunnies, in town in the two one zero, and let me tell you something. I mean, I've, I mean, I've heard of him, but my like, where did this guy come from? I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, I would say in the last few years because I remember hearing about him, and he was. He was performing like at small venues, people looking where. The next thing you know, he's about to pack like sixty thousand in the dome, right? You know, AC and I got into. I was like watching. him. He was like, "Wow, don't hate. It's done for hip hop." I told you, y'all ain't selling nothing anymore. And no hip hop artists—that's why the baby had five, two hundred people, five hundred people show up. I'm like, man, look. First of all, ain't nothing dead. It comes in waves, but I could give you some artists. I don't know about 50, something like you don't think you, I said, you don't think Jay could go out and get 50, 60,000 somewhere in a venue? I think so. I mean, it's impressive with his verse on the Khaled thing. I mean, him rapping like, and I haven't been that big of a Jay Z fan, always respecting him on the business side, but that's pretty impressive to be rapping like that at 52 with a billion in the bank. That's pretty impressive. You know, that wasn't by mistake either. That's just one of those heat checks to let y'all know like who still runs stuff. But yeah, this Bad Bunny character, I mean the whole city's on buzz. I mean they're asking, they, they're doing traffic downtown later after they're cutting off roads, you know? I mean, hell. If Bad Bunny's going to get um 50, 60,000 in the dome tonight, I mean, that puts pressure on the Spurs, right? I mean, it is the 50th anniversary i mean the bad bunny of the spurs or which one come and let me tell you something those bad bunny and what i've heard those bad Bunny tickets they i mean they ain't cheap either ain't, ain't no ten dollars uh to get you we're gonna, we gonna open up the bottom and have two thousand people waiting in the morning because we're gonna sell them at ten ten dollars
1: no free t-shirts
0: but bad bunny man you see this guy's got you know hot at the dice table man not into that music don't know too much about it, but yeah, I just know it's like, damn, I guess this is a big deal. They didn't even make this big of a deal with well, Snoop and Ice Cube. And too short, like Legends came down here, you know, just a couple months back, a few months back. But I guess so. It's a different, different, different type of feel, I guess. But anyway, just want to get that out there. Just get that out there. But NFL. Okay, so first off, let's start with the news today in the NFL. Knox. Okay. Knox didn't get that much love. I know he's probably won a lot of people some fantasy money in the leads, cause Knox on the cool was a, a TD machine with Josh Allen the last couple of weeks. Now I mean last couple of years. He got paid today. He got extended. I think they gave him a three or four year extension. And looking at it was a four year extension. And pretty much the money that came in on this is going to be about fifty three point six million from Mister Knox. Um first of all you know what? I've been meaning to bring this up when we got, when I'm ready to reveal the Super Bowl picks, but I can't remember a team really that has had this, two things, that has had this much expectation going into an NFL season and this many people picking them for surely to win the AFC and win the whole thing. And I'm speaking about the Buffalo Bills. I'm, I'm not even trying to li- – I'm, I'm not a prisoner of the moment. I'm being straight up with you. I, I would go back in the last 20, 25 – there's not been a team that has made these moves in the offseason and prior and then have a quarterback that they have right now and then also be in a situation to where they are this – talked about an expectation and the only question is can they handle it I mean we would you know we witness what a lot of people want to think and I hate to live in the moment there some people think it's the greatest playoff game we've ever seen I don't know about that okay because I go way back I mean I'm 45 years old there's been some hell of a game just because it wasn't a shootout going back and forth but it's up there I mean if you look at the magnitude and the two quarterbacks and the way it was going down it's up there so I ain't trying to downplay it but despite that, you know they're hungry. I told you, I feel like they've gotten their heart broken a few times. And I think, you know, right now, I'll tell you, I, I'm doing some homework a little bit on who I'm rolling with in the NFC. But I've told you all for months now, and I never released my Super Bowl picks that early. But the, the, it's the Bills. I'm not wavering off of it. Because I think they have the best roster, top to bottom, in the National Football League. And, and that might have been pre-editions of Von Miller. You know, what they've done to get in the cornerback that they played pretty much all year last year without. He's coming back. I mean, this is a team, I'm telling you, none of those Patriots teams. I can go back. The only one that I was thinking about, I can go back to the greatest show on turf. You know, Holt, Bruce, Warner, Falk. Even when the people like Ben, how are you going to stop this team? Even that season coming off the Super Bowl and people were talking about three out of four. This could be a dynasty. I don't even remember that team having this many people pick them and this much expectation. The only million dollar question is, are they going to be able to handle it? Can they handle it? Okay. and there are some people, you know, another chatter that started and it's good for the robbery. There's some people that believe Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes. From top, from top to bottom, like, like more of like, yes. And, and I think it's been there, but some people feel Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league right now, you know? And I, and it's amazing to me because I remember Josh Allen's rookie year out of Wyoming. Look, because he was tall and he was built the way he was, as somebody have rooting interest in Denver, I didn't want him. I remember telling Salami like, I don't want him. He can go on to be the next thing, but it's too tall. I mean, after going through Brock Osweiler, Paxton, I say like, I don't want anybody that's about six three. Just I don't give a damn. It was just bad taste. But his rookie year, man, his mechanics were off. Even going into the second year, it was like eh, I don't know if they. May. And then it just hit. It switched. In his third year, it went off. And now, you know, a lot of people feel that he's probably the best quarterback in the game. But it just comes down to because it concerns me about them because so many, the people that I respect nationally that's covered the NFL for a long time, the Peter Kings of the world, which I've got an uh, interesting point with him too to get to here shortly. But everybody is picking them. Everybody. And you know what's crazy about it is I don't think, in a nice fun fact, because I looked at this too. In the NFL history, there's never been two teams that have opened on opening night that's played with each other played with each other played against each other and then pretty much gone and met in the Super Bowl. But who's opening up tomorrow? The defending champs and the heavily heavily favored AFC champs, future champs. Cuz the current ones are the Cincinnati Bengals. No one's really talking about them. But that right there, they're opening up tomorrow. But think about that. A lot of people might think this could be a preview of February, but it's never happened before. That's why I don't really understand why the NFL really scheduled this one. Like, Why would you, why would you take probably the top team in the AFC or the second, top, uh, second best team and put them against the defending Super Bowl to give us that in week one? I I didn't like that. I I don't like the rush. I mean, NFL has gotten the business in the last few years. I mean, this is entertainment. This is real reality TV. And they've gotten to the point where they try to to narrate the schedule and the matchups based off storylines. I like it organically, okay, organically to happen. And I just felt like, why? I mean, because keep in mind, cutting that last preseason game off, has really changed the whole landscape of how I talked about this a few weeks ago about how teams handle preseason now. But what is done and if you've seen this year where there's really no start, a lot of starters didn't even play week one Sunday and tomorrow is going to be like a preseason game. It's going to take these teams because some of these guys haven't touched the field yet. So the quality, I think the quality still be there. But there's gonna be a there's this is a preseason week almost. It's the carryover. Ever since they cut off that preseason game, and you don't really have traditionally dress rehearsal in game three, this is like a preseason game. So I just don't like this coming out the gate, you know, with these two that pretty much are supposed to be the top in their conferences and having this in week one. Uh, you know, but I mean I'm gonna watch. I mean, it's going to draw good ratings. I mean, this is this is Josh Allen, and this is uh, you know, Matthew Stafford, the defending champs. You know, Buffalo's getting about two and a half on the road at most spots. Okay, well, this, I can't remember the last time an opening uh, kickoff game with the defending champs it's been an underdog at home either.
1: Well, if Stafford wasn't coming in a little bit banged up. That might be a little bit different story.
0: They'd still be underdogs. This line's been out for a while. I mean, it was, it, you know, I would say two months ago it was at minus one. I mean, that was pre previous to really knowing about Stafford's arm, but they're telling everybody that Stafford's in better shape this year than he felt at this time last year. We just didn't know about it. We'll see. But, nah, it, they, the Bills would have been favored. The Bills won't be an underdog in any game they play this regular season. They're going to be favorites in every game. Unless Josh Allen gets hurt. Salami stamp that one? Oh, yeah. Really, they're not going to be an underdog in any regular season game. They've got the best, one of the Pending best, option, one of Pending, Pending injury. injury. If they're healthy, I'm not talking about a lineman. You're going to get people hurt, but if it's Diggs, Josh Allen, Vaughn Miller, and the if we don't have any major, if they don't have any major key injuries, they're not going. I ain't even dialed in their schedule yet, and I tell you, they're going to be a favorite in every game. Okay. I mean that ain't hard to believe. I mean, give me now before we go into our division pick. Give me the schedule. Let's let's look at it. and I'll tell you right now, lines maker, how they think. But I'll tell you right now, if I find anybody questionable,
1: okay. So I'm gonna roll through quick. Stop me when we get to a point where you want to question. Okay. Uh, You start with the Rams, then Titans, Dolphins, okay. Slow down.
0: Okay, Rams, they're favored. And that's the defending Super Bowl champion. Listen to what I'm saying. They're favored on the road against the defending Super Bowl champion. So let's see if we find anybody else on the schedule that
1: they're going to be underdogs in going in. Correct. So week two, uh, hosting the Titans. Favorites. Week three, at Dolphins. Favorites. Four, at Ravens. Favorites. Five, hosting the Steelers. Favorites. Six, at Chiefs. Favorite or pick them. Okay. That'll be
0: a pick'em and they'll be favored by minus one or two at the time. Yep. Week seven hosting
1: the Packers. Favorites. All right. Eight at Jets. Favorites. Nine hosting the Vikings. Favorites. Ten hosting the Browns. Favorites. Eleven at the Lions. Favorites. Twelve at the Patriots. Favorites. Thirteen hosting the Jets. Favorites, favorites. 14 uh, hosting the Dolphins. Favorites. 15 at the Bears. Favorites. Uh, 16 at Bengals. Uh,
0: 16, Well, when we get into week 16s and 17s, they might have the one seed sold up by then, and they won't really be necessarily playing anybody. So that might be different. The starters out there held. The only one that you name and that's a, game, if he won, game
1: 17 if, to, to end the season is hosting the Patriots. Right. So those games probably might not. You know, we
0: never know how the season's going to go, but that might not sit there and necessarily. You know, mean anything at the time. But I will tell you this: the only one you gave me that I might be wrong on this is probably the Kansas City. But I'll tell you, worst case scenario, I believe that game will be a pick'em. If Kansas City starts off a little slow out the gate, they'll be a two and a half point favorite going on the road in Arrowhead. Um, and but they're going to be favored in ninety-eight percent of their games. I've never said that about another team. That's why I say that this is a lot of pressure on this team. And I think this coach is staff, I mean, it's good pressure. If you root for a team, this is the type of pressure you want your organization to have. But the reality of it is not everybody can handle it. And, you know, Josh Allen, I've got a lot of respect for, him, but, you know, it's the, it's like the targets on your back now. You know, you've won an MVP. Um, and you, you, you were in what some people believe one of the best playoff games ever in national football. You are the highest projected quarterback in fantasy, whether you're in a PPR or another standard league. OK. Can they handle it? Is there somebody out there to spoil the party? Top make no mistake about it. You don't win it on paper. They've got the best roster on both sides of the ball. Out of anybody in the NFL, the only thing that they probably going to come up a little lame on is that's still a little bit shaky is their running backs. But Singletary, but I think the rookie Cook is, is you know out of Georgia is eventually going to replace Singletary
1: I' Singleton. I think so. And losing Dable, you don't think that's going to have much of an impact on offense?
0: They're going to do pretty much the same thing Josh wants to do. Josh is no for a rookie second year player. He's a vet. He knew that system. Label system, they're going to go ahead and do some. It'll be a little bit different, but it'll be the same thing. The only thing that's going to be different is the timing of. There's an art to play calling. Never done it in my life, okay. But I've studied enough some of the great ones and hearing them talk. It is a. It's it's a it's a talent. So what that means is that you can get the same playbook. That David was running with Josh Allen, but this new coordinator that's coming in. Do you know the dialet play up at the right time when the defense is showing? There's an art to that. That's why guys like Kyle Shanahan, Sean Payton, maybe even Josh McDaniels when he was a coordinator, don't know what he's gonna be as a head coach second time. All I know is he screwed up a franchise, set him back for six years his first time, about 10, 15 years ago. But as a play caller, he's been there's an art to it. So that could maybe be a little bit, but Josh is just, it's it's, it's Josh's world right now, man. It's the Bills world. I mean, this is a franchise that's had their hearts ripped out. Wide right. Norwood. I've always said if they win one of those four trips, that organization has looked at totally different in the history books. Uh, than if They just have to win one of those due to the fact, but I'll tell you this. I mean, yeah, four straight. And I remember I was old enough at that time to know that it, it became, they became hated because it's like, damn, we're tired of seeing this. They're just going to get their ass kicked, but they wouldn't go away. Marv Levy. Okay. When it's tough for them, that means it's good for us. I got tired of hearing that. Be cold up there, you know, K gun offense. Four straight times. But I'll tell you this, it'll never happen again. There'll never be a team to lose. There's not gonna be a team. The way the NFL is structured now, unless they ever do away with salary cap, there's never gonna be an NFL team that goes to four straight Super Bowls, win them or lose them. It's not happening again. You can put that up there with the with the 56 game hitting streak. You can put that up there with Ladanian Thomas's uh 31, whatever, how many touchdowns he had rushing and that. You can put those up. You can put that up there with that. That's not happening again. So this fan base, generations later, they've been starving. They've been starving. But how did they never, as a franchise, they never had expectations like this. You probably have to go back to OJ, the juice, prior to the double murder charges. Okay. When OJ was running through airports and stuff and chasing with briefcases, cases, I'm going to miss my plane. You know, moving kind of fast back then. All right. But him and AC Collins about creeping about twenty five thirty down the highway in LA when all hell's breaking. They just cruising. That was the birth of reality T V. That right there. Real world came out and took it to the mainstream, but the chase in the Bronco was the birth of reality TV in this country and TV, jangles in TV, good sitcom writers. It ain't been since, it ain't been good since then. Networks find out, oh hell, we can do this cheaper. Just put regular people out there. The hell? Why are we paying all these writers? They went on strike anyway. It's just ruined it. Listen to the sports grind presented by Dosecki's broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios. We'll be back.